Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. And I'm Fred Gutierrez. Hi, Fred. As I say to everybody, because I really hey, mean it, welcome. Thank you for taking the time. I am perennially excited to talk to people who are passionate about podcasting. And uh, we do a little discussion beforehand. And we were talking about, you mentioned when I asked, you mentioned connection. And you started talking about audio as a medium and about how it, it's a single sense and how being able to focus on one sense lets you maybe tune out or dial in or focus on the topic itself. So uh, my question, like first obvious question is when you think about the connection in that sense, was that something that you were aware of when you started podcasting or did you get into podcasting maybe as a consumer and then realize that it had that power of connection? Yeah, I've always been drawn to sound as something that just felt I, I had more feeling with it, it started with music i always um really gravitated to that over visual visual art even though i'm an architect and visual is very big um sound has always had much more of influence in terms of emotion on me and i find probably because sound you know when i was say live music when i was kind of growing up and listening to live music it was it was never edited or curated you 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 got it you you felt that personality from somebody because it was direct and there was no editing it and i find that podcasting can be the same way even though i do do a little bit of editing but i think as i progress <laughs> right. i'm doing less and less editing because I, I i you know there's this little fear that like people hear things that you don't want them to hear but i th i think it's the essence it's the root that people fine. And I think as long as you have good conversation, those, those things that I've been editing out can, can start to remain. So I don't know if that answers yeah. your question a little bit. I mean, that I love sound. I mean, it's the pauses. It's, uh, I, it, even I would, when I can't find a word that means something. Yes. I, I agree. When you see somebody um, you know, hashtag watch Craig think when you, when you say something and then you see me like, Oh, hmm, well, that's interesting. You, um, I think it was Carl Sagan said something like humans can work magic. And he was talking about writing and how, you know, somebody who may be long dead has written down this idea. And then I perform this, some kind of incantation in my head with my eyes and blam, like that idea from the author is there. So I've always felt that, yeah, there's a magic to audio. And I, I always wonder, because my, my shtick is conversational types of podcasts. And I've tried to do some host on mic and I, I'm really, I suck at it. I, I suspect if I worked at it, I could get better, but it's not my bag. And I'm wondering if what your thoughts are on, do you think it's easier or I think it's harder to try and do the, the intimate direct audio that you were describing to do that host on mic? Like, is it somehow easier when you have another person? I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on oh, that. It's so much easier when you have another person. I mean, the host on mic, I'm just, I'm a wreck when I do that. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, before I forget that what I was, while, what I was thinking while you were talking, it's like sound gives you space and I can't think of where else you can get space. So in writing, where is the space? And in the same with, with say you're watching a movie or, or some sort of video, 
Um, the space is coming from conversation. There's a connection there. And if, some, if there's silence, that's the space that we need to complete thoughts and to, to think. Hmm. So in, in, in writing, I guess, well, I guess you can start and stop reading. Um, and that's the space you have. So it's, it's, it's a controlled thing. What was your question? I I jumped way. (laughs) I don't know. I I was asking the actual question I asked was about. Oh, whether it's harder, you know, but I had, yeah, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I, when I do host on mic, you know what my host on mic is my intro and my outro. So I'll do my Mm -hmm. recording. I'll do a a rough edit. I'll try to get it down, you know, about 80% of what it was. I probably take out too many um, repeat words um, and I try to get a little bit of space. I'm just, I feel so, I feel like I need to respect the listener's time. So I try to compress things and I need to get a little past that. So I take a little bit of space out, not too much, Hmm. but my host on mic is my intro and my outro. And what I'll do is I'll sometimes write something and it just won't feel right. Yeah. So I, I'll, I can't do it. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. So I'll do it again and again, and I'll finally find something that I feel good about, but the rhythm because I've edited it doesn't feel right. So then I'll throw it into Descript, get a transcript of it, and then I'll act that out. Hmm. That seems like a lot, but I guess it's an experience thing. I guess I'll get more and more comfortable with it. Yeah. Oh, you know, when you say it seems like a lot, my, my mind is jumped to, that's where the magic happens. Um, I'm, I'm a nut about quotes, right? But uh, I think it was Penn Jillette from Penn and Teller mm-hmm. said, you, you know, like everyone, one will be fooled by magic if the magician is willing to spend more time, money, or energy than you or any rational person ever would, right? Like, so the magic is really in what went on behind the scenes. And okay. when you're talking about like going around, I didn't enjoy it, I didn't like it, then I descripted it, then I got a script and I edited it. And I'm just like... Yeah, I'm over here going. I, I need to do. I need to meet up my game because uh, it feels to me like we, since we know what we want to create and we know what the the medium could be. You know, I, lately I've been on this binge about talking about. In the beginning, it's all about simplicity because you don't know, and then when you start to learn, then you're like, oh, this is complicated, and it's all about complexity, and you overcomplicate everything, and then in the ultimate level, you know, as you move toward mastery, then you have the informed simplicity idea. Um, perfection is achieved when not when you've added everything, but when there's nothing left to take away is Anton de Saint-Exupéry. So for me, the intros that I record for the my bigger project, I, somebody else actually writes them. And it's like the bio and the intro for the guest and the guest has that input. And I'm like afraid to touch it because I, I, I don't know, maybe the, the ordering of these adjectives is super important to the person that I'm trying to showing the best light. So I turned into like this today on Movers Mindset. I turned into like, it's, it's like a head right. forward NPR voice. And I, I, I don't want to say I hate NPR voice, but I hate when I do it because right. I'd much rather love it to be an organic, natural thing. But, um, and, and yeah, maybe and, it's and our just, audience is getting, it's, it's getting more comfortable with that. You know, I, I think there's the maturation of the audience or listeners to start to accept it's like the degradation of the quality of video on youtube is okay now you know people you know it's the content now so i think the same as with podcasts 
I mean, you have to have a certain level of quality in terms of audio and listenability. <laughs> right. I had but, to build a hearing. <laughs> um, but I think people are okay with these open-ended conversations. Um, I'm just thinking about it. But I can go thing. both ways. I can go both ways. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so some of the stuff I'm thinking of is... Um, and I'm going to apologize if anybody listening has never heard of this podcast. I'm sorry. This is going to waste a lot of your time. There's a podcast called Memory Palace by Nate oh, yeah, Dineo yeah. and hundreds of episodes. I can't imagine there. how much time he spends on that. Oh my gosh. I started, you know, somebody said Memory Palace and I'm like, what's that? And I like wandered in and listened to a recent episode and I'm like, whoa, I went back episode one. I'm like working my way through. And what I really want to know, I probably should just email the guy. What I really want to know is how many takes, like what is the actual time it takes for him to do it? Because I think I would be duly impressed if I found out that he spent days writing and wordsmithing and working on it and then dropped it in one take. Like that would be like really impressive um, because I feel like it would be one um, I don't want to say cheating, but like I, it only takes me 500 takes and I just do it over and over and over and over. And eventually I happen to get it right yeah. versus like, no, I really know what I'm trying to achieve. And I know, like, like you mentioned, I put in the script, I get the script. I edit this like, to me, that's like, yeah, you have a process there. Like, you know, that if I do this it looks like a Rube Goldberg, but if I do all these pieces in the end, then I can simply, it looks like press record. All I have to do now is, you know, um, physically create this thing that I have perfectly, you know, the model that I've built. Um, so yeah, with every, every one of these conversations, I go, Oh, I really should do everything <laughs> better, differently more. But I think that's just the mastery drive. Like when you find something that is complicated enough to pique your interest, uh, it just draws you in. Right. Have you seen any of these live, um, recordings of podcasts i haven't i mean i, I know of the thing so I've i know there's been a couple it. that's come through boston and i long ago ira glass came and he was going to do one and for some reason i couldn't go and maybe that's a good thing that i couldn't go because i couldn't see the the magic behind the the audio mm. but i was impressed to think that oh you can do this kind of in one take yeah. Um, but I'm sure it takes a lot of planning to do that. So it's really not one take. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, well, so, well, just because we only it's a spent one between record yeah. and stop doesn't mean that <laughs> there wasn't huge amounts of effort put in beforehand uh, right. and in post-production. Like I know like This American Life does a ton of, you know, they, they effectively storyboard it and people right. come in and with like, here's my rough cut of the episode. Here's what I think it could be. Right. And they actually like, you know, have, dueling right. what's the story and right um but the podcast so, that i've had the had the most impact on me was um krista tippett's on being but her unedited cut it's the it's what i would always listen to versus the edited cut and i felt there was just so much more in that unedited cut hmm. to, to me to me see. getting feeling the space of like get them getting to know each other for the very first time, like just that introduction and hearing them, you know, the mic check and, you know, just, just that conversation about, you know, setting the sound, sound settings. Yeah. It, it, it builds this relationship between the two that you can pick up and it influences how they, how they communicate all the way through the conversation. And I don't know, maybe it's the voyeur in me or there's something about it that there's just a lot of meeting there and a lot of humanity that we take away from people 
or or you just don't see. So I like that, and I'm hoping that comes through in some of my audio. That's what I aspire to is the humanity there. I think that's a wonderful like if you know if one person listens to one podcast and gets what you've gotten from Chris mm-hmm. Tippett's interviews, that's like yes, please, more of that. There's I don't want to say there's so many crappy podcasts because I don't listen to those, but there are so many millions of shows. Um, I've said before, we don't need another episode of anything that I'm making. So why am I doing, and I have very specific reasons and I check, you know, I check in with myself regularly to be like, yep, still want to keep doing that. Or I finish one and I'm like, that was awesome. You know, glad I did that one. You know, right. so I think that's, I just think it's the more that you become, um, steeped, you know, you become a con it's like watching people listen to classical music. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is my favorite symphony, but not the recording from this. Though. You know, I'm just like, huh? You know, <laughs> but, but you, you start to understand that once you've, you listen to a podcast and you're just like, that, that one wasn't, no, there was something. And you listen to another one. You're like, Oh, that, that was yes. And I just think that to me makes me a better person because it develops my, I'm air quoting my ear right. for understanding other people through right. listening. So yeah. My, my think- current guilty pleasure is I've been watching these YouTube reaction videos <laughs> where you watch somebody watch, you know, somebody play, you know, comfortably numb. They, they're, they're listening to it for the first time and you can see oh. through them that impact and it and it and it connects you with that person because you know what they're feeling it's just it's just i mean i i'm a strange guy but i i just i just love seeing that impact on people i don't i don't know what that is and oh to me it sounds like empathy and compassion is what that sounds like (laughs) (laughs) that could just be my my two cents Uh, i do remember once seeing a reaction video although i don't know that i would have labeled it as that until just now that you said it um some father was showing his young children the star wars movies and he gets to the reveal and like and there's even a thing now called like machete order which is now that there are all the movies are out if you watch them in numerical (laughs) order the reveal you know when luke finds out that spoiler alert right darth is his dad finds out about vader is his father if you watch one through three like there's, there's no surprise. So you have to like watch him in a different order so that the reveal works. And he's got this video of his two young kids, probably like, I don't know, seven and nine, two young boys. And like, he's videoing them as they're watching it. And he's like, I'm oh, wow. And the kids are like, wow, you know, like they like they just like their oh, heads wow. explode, you know, and, wow. and you go, yeah, I had forgotten what it was like when, cause you had that moment too. I mean, you know, different, slightly right. different magnitudes. Right. But, <laughs> It's a great well, point isn't about it sad? watching. Like, I mean, it's sad. Like now they've got videos of people unboxing things from Amazon, right? Yeah. Like there's right. this one builder that that opens up his 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 UPS boxes in front of the video camera, and there's some some sweet strange commodification there. So I guess it can go in kind of a negative way too. <laughs> I, I but, refer to the UPS guy as the brown Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> True, but I mean, there's this, yeah, this. Um, I guess there's this dopamine hit that's that's happening when you experience yeah. something for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. I, I I do like your, I mean, first of all, like Fred sitting in front of not just one, but two walls of books, which is <laughs> both A, brilliant, and B, a wonderful sound deadening strategy. I'm in an echo box at the moment. I'm not in my usual room. And um, you, you mentioned earlier that you're an architect. Um, and my mind immediately jumped to, you know, I wonder how much sound... I'm going to say sound design. I don't mean it in the way that you design mm-hmm. sound for a theater production, but I wonder how much co- um, consideration of acoustics plays into architecture. I mean, it's got to play in. If you're making a movie theater, duh, of course it plays in. But I'm just wondering, have you had any projects where, you know, where your penchant for sound actually was like, ooh, I get to exercise that on this project? Well, usually it's it's solving sound problems. We get a lot of those. So I'm I'm not a practicing architect now. I'm what I do is I'm a, I'm a homeowner's coach. So I, I coach people through the psychological, uh, or the, <laughs> the, or, or this experience. Out, right? <laughs> and, that, and that's what my podcast is. It's about, it's about this experience of building something that touches humanity. And, and that's my interest now, but I've, I've gone through a career as an architect and as a builder and acoustics is always often overlooked unless you know that it's going to be a problem. But there's so much, I mean, I always have this dream of building like the perfect bar or the perfect restaurant mm. because I think this acoustics in those spaces is more important than anything else. Um, that ability to be with somebody, but be in public yeah. and acoustics can influence that dramatically or it can make it a horrible experience. I'm thinking of, there was a, restaurant with a humongous bar near me and everything about the place was awesome you know what i'm going to say right the food was awesome the bar was awesome the bar the people the whole thing the whole thing was great but it was basically in like a warehouse it was a a strip mall and it was just open girder ceilings to the sheet metal underneath and i'm like you know for a couple of thousand dollars you can get those acoustic wedge tiles and just dangle those things nobody would notice them they're up there in the shadows and it would change the whole room that you know that's before I, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. hmm, that's long before I was into podcasting. I wonder. <laughs> I, wonder well, I visited I a bar in, in uh, Northern Ireland and in it, you know, they, they had your typical Irish bar, but in it, they had little booths that were separate rooms. Like they were yeah, like little dog houses inside and you could actually go in and you'd be in another space just inside. I thought that was really interesting. Cool. What was the name? We didn't do that. What was the name of your show? It's a homeowner's institute. Definitely want people to check that out a year in, but, um, you know, I mean, it's been a fantastic, um, experience putting those things together. I mean, I've learned so much about myself and I've taught myself a lot. It's a really a vehicle. You you know, that podcasting is, (laughs) is this tool that we do in our midlife crisis. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You're much younger than me, but that allows us to realize that, Hey, we, we can still learn a lot. And, uh, hmm. that's what it's been for me. Cool. Well, uh, I always make the joke. This is a quarter mile drag race. And I think that's a wonderful place to stop talking about self-improvement and growth. Fred, thanks. As I said before, for taking time to sit down and chat with me today. This has been fantastic. It was a nice conversation. I'm curious about the edit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's no editing. (laughs) I know, exactly. So that's why I'm super curious. 
Yeah. This will be the test that I need to hear because in my mind right now, I'm like, oh, I could do some editing to this, but we'll. I'll tell you what. Normally, I would have let you have the last word, but um, the the behind the scenes part of this is it takes me four minutes (laughs) from when we press stop to when I have the whole thing published and completely done. And if you want, I'll send you the wave files and you could make your own version of the episode and see what, like what it comes out with if you work on it. Oh, that'd be fun. Anyway, I, I, I like to let, I always hate to ruin the moments at the end, but as I said, it was a pleasure and I hope we get a chance to talk to get, talk again in the future and maybe work on something together. So thanks. Great. Great to be here today. Thanks for doing what you do.